You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. I would like to take this opportunity to thank each and every one of you for tuning in on episode 104 of the Pimpcron Warhammer podcast. It is our two-year anniversary, and boy, has it been a wild ride, I gotta tell you. I am so happy that we have all of you listeners. I'm so happy for all my Patreon patrons, and I am so happy that we are continuing to do this. For tonight's Real Talk with the Pimpcron, we are discussing how I need this hobby. I don't just like it, I don't just love it, but I actually need it, and I think a lot of you do too. We also have the results from last week's Wargamer Achievements test, and uh, people wrote in, actually lots of people wrote in, and they told me what their score was, and I'm going to read those briefly, and we also have our continuing correspondence with the one, the only Leroy Jenkins. He's a common commenter on Bell of All Souls. I've seen him for years on there, and we have been writing back and forth, and he gives the show quite a compliment, and you know what? Because it's my birthday today as I'm recording, I am going to toot my own horn just a little bit and let him praise me. Uh, like the Fat Boy Slim song. He just... <laughs> anyway. So then we also wonder about the uh, new terrain set for 9th edition they're coming out with. And it's the Command Edition, I think it is. And that's our Want That or Want That Not. Then, that's it, actually. That's it for the show. One small caveat. I apologize to all the people that listen to this podcast on Stitcher. Because at some point, the URL for my RSS feed has been changed through Podbean, and I did not know this, and I noticed that the listeners on Stitcher were quickly dwindling, and I was thinking, what's wrong with this? So I had to reinvestigate what my RSS feed, you know, link is and all of that, and update it in Stitcher, and it's weird because I think Podbean just changed their format, because originally it was like pimpcron.feed.podbeam.com slash feed or something, and now it's like podbean.com slash feed slash pimpcron. Like, they've completely swapped what it originally was. So, I don't know, but we should be good now once that populates, that Stitcher should have me on there for the new episodes again. So we'll see if that works or not, but um, I apologize for that. I actually checked myself, and I'm like, wow, I don't have the last, like, two or three episodes on here, and it would not refresh. So hopefully that is good now. I am so excited to have a two-year anniversary of this podcast, and something else that you guys might be interested to find out is the top 10 downloaded episodes of all time, in this order from most downloaded to least, it should come as no surprise that episode number one from two years ago, Wife's Perspective on Warhammer, is the top downloaded episode of all of the episodes of the show. Surprisingly, the number two is the Blackstone Fortress gameplay review. I'm like, what the hell? That's totally out of left field to me, but that's the number two downloaded ever. Then we've got AOS versus 40K. 40K start collecting Battle Royale Port 1. Warhammer is better than Magic the Gathering. Noob's Guide to 40K Armies. Do you pronounce these Warhammer words wrong? Which is one of my personal favorite episodes. Then, Tips for Basing Miniatures, Old Hammer is a Bad Idea, and Hobby Tactics Choosing a Color Scheme. 
And those are the top 10 of all time downloaded episodes. Anyway, this is a time for celebration, and I am so, so happy that I actually make something and people listen to it, just like when I write my articles and people read them. It makes me happy that I'm not just shouting out into the void, because if you think about it, every time I record this podcast, I'm literally talking to you, but not to you. I'm actually talking to an empty room by myself, which is a really weird thing that you eventually have to come to terms with. I've actually adapted, I think, fairly well. I don't feel weird talking anymore. It's one of those things, I guess after two years, it's one of those things that when I first started out, people said that they felt weird just talking out loud by themselves. So what they would do, a lot of people will take like a stuffed animal or they will take a framed photo of somebody or something of that nature and put it up on the wall. And then they talk to that thing as if that is the person they're talking to. But you know what my secret is? And this is going to sound hokey. It really is. It's going to sound completely corny and hokey. But my secret to not feeling weird that I am talking to myself, just shouting out into nothingness, is I just feel like I'm talking to one of my friends. So I hope you all know that I consider all of you my friends. And it's funny because this is the same way I would talk anybody else. If I'm sitting there talking to just James and the microphone's not rolling, this is just how I talk normally. So there's no special anything about it. And I just kind of imagine somebody, you know, listening to what I'm saying. I don't have to picture you there. I don't have to picture anybody in particular. I'm just explaining myself. But it's funny how originally when I first did start this, I did feel very, very odd just talking out. Just to an empty room. It's very, unless you've done it, it's a very odd feeling and it's hard to get over. But once you get over it, you're like, oh, well, I'll just pretend like I'm on the phone or something, I guess. Uh, anyway, we have a pretty fun show and a lot of you are going to get your names read out loud as uh, I r- rattle off all those rankings for the Wargamer achievements. So hopefully you enjoy that and happy two-year anniversary, and we're still going strong. Thanks for listening to the Pimpcron Warhammer podcast. Let's open the Tesseract mailbox. Hey, on this edition of the Tesseract mailbox, we have a bit of a two-parter. I got a lot of response from the Wargamer Achievements uh, section of last episode, so I wanted to rattle off a bunch of people and how they scored. So you will hear your name. Uh, Some people contact me via email and they did not leave a name. So I had to use part of their email or whatever. In some cases I omitted numbers. In other cases I didn't, but I never did actually, I'm not going to say your entire email. So don't worry about that. But we have a Grot on Ecstasy. Zero through seven is Toby, Gerald, Till, Jake, Dr. Toadstool, PhD, Liam, Kevin, and Bo. They got 0 through 7. We have a Drunk Fire Warrior at the score of 8 through 15. That's Juan, Boo Boo Buddy, Gripe, Thomas, Mike, Trevor, Matausch, Sergey, Doodles88, and Dave. Then we have Space Marine Captain on Cocaine, 16 through 23. And that is Why So Serious, Mike, again, I think we already had a mic, so this is another mic. 
Donkey Kong Forever, Kevin, Charles, Derek, Yarrow, Captain Carrot, <laughs> Cynical Cyanide, and that is it for that. Then we have Greater Demon on Bath Salts, and that one was, uh, what, 24 through 31. And those people are Kel Cottrell, Humphreys, Jacob, Herta, Magical, with a K, Adobe, it's, it's like a... It's like Adobe, but with a V. So it's Adobe or Adave. Sorry, I messed up your name. Uh, Merrick, Derek, and... <laughs> Merrick and Derek. Mastermind is the last one. And then finally, we only have three in the Wraith Knight on Roids and Red Bull, which was a score of 32 through 50. That's Timothy, the Who Done It 22, and another name I'm going to mess up. J-O-N-S-E. Johnsey? Jo it's almost like they wrote Jones, but they swapped the S and the E. So I'm going to guess Johnsey. So thank you, everybody, for replying. This was way more um, response than I thought I would actually get because, you know, it's hard to get people to respond. But I've gotten Facebook messages. I've gotten Pimpcron, you know, email messages and things like that. So, hey, I greatly appreciate all of your participation. If you look at the spread here... We've got, and of course, this is not like any sort of scientific sample, obviously, because these are people voluntarily coming and submitting their information. But we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people in the lowest category. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people in the second category. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in the third category. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 in the second to last category. And then we have 3 in the highest category, which was even better than my own. I was a greater demon on bath salts, and 3 people wrote in saying they were a Wraith Knight on Roids and Red Bull. So this was an interesting little experiment, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed seeing how you stack up with other people. But obviously this is like any sort of bell curve. We've only got 3 at the bottom... And we've got, what, like seven? I already counted this. I'm not going to count it again. Eight at the bottom. And then most of the other categories have ten-ish people in them. So uh, it's kind of interesting. Like, most people are kind of in the middle. I think most people were a space marine on cocaine. But anyway, that is it for this segment. Now we actually have a real letter from a real listener. And when I say real listener, I actually mean real reader as well, because... This is someone who frequently comments on the articles each week, and uh, we've been talking back and forth. So, this is the email from Leroy Jenkins. Remember, we spoke to him, I believe it was last week, and um, we, this is a continuation of this conversation. But, this is my birthday today, the damn recording, and this happens to also be our two-year anniversary for this podcast, which is very, very exciting. So, I thought, you know what? Just for once, I'm going to toot my own horn, because you know how humble I am, and I hate being, you know, presumptuous, or self-promoting, or full of myself in any sort of way. I'm extremely humble, so I, I may be the most humble. I, I think I am the most humble person to ever humble it upright, I guess. Anyway, so Leroy writes back, on a less serious note, I really appreciate everything you do for the hobby and the casual side of gaming. Aww. 
I should have supported you sooner, but got kind of away from 40k for the past year or so. We just stopped having fun with 8th edition, and I had a second baby at some point. I've been playing with the same guy for 20 years, and when an edition gets stale and or broken, we just give it a break for a while. Hmm, doesn't sound like a bad idea. There are other awesome guys we play with, but we've been the core throughout. I just started listening to podcasts, and yours was the first I tried, and I'm afraid nothing else will live up to it once I'm through all of them. I really just listen for the parenting advice. What? As for Leroy Jenkins, I have no fucking clue how I got that name on Bell of All Souls. I was probably drunk and wanted to troll someone back in the days everyone would say first after every article. Every time I return to Bell of All Souls and see the name, I chuckle a little because I always forget. Now when Terry's get froggy, I just drax them sclounced. Keep on keeping on. And it is uh, signed his real name, but it's Leroy Jenkins. So... I, first off, really appreciate all those positive vibes being sent my way. I um, I really do appreciate the support. He, Leroy Jenkins has just recently joined our Patreon, which excites me greatly, because it actually does take quite a bit of work to do this, and I'm currently, this time of year, I work 70 plus hours a week with my regular job, and then I also write an article, and then I also do a podcast weekly. So, that's... A lot. In addition to having family and four children and all of that. It's it's very, very tiresome this year. So, this time of year. So, it is very uplifting when somebody has something nice to say. And like I said, I'm getting... I, I'm very, very tired. I work seven days a week. And this is getting somewhat towards the end of my busy season. And I'm feeling a little down at this time of year. So, I appreciate that Leroy wrote in and said something nice. Before we get into the second message, I just want to say, he said, now when Terry's get froggy, I just drax them sclounced. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I, th I thought he had a stroke at the end of this message. I'm like, when froggies, I'm oh, sorry, when Terry's get froggy, I just drax them sclounced. What the fuck is he talking about? So it was so specific, I, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to Google search this because this must be a thing. Otherwise, how on earth would he even come up with that arrangement of words? And come to find out, it's a Key and Peele sketch, and uh, it's it's pretty funny. Key and Peele, one of my favorite comedy sketch things, and um, I for some reason I've never seen this one. They're on a plane and they're they're these two weird characters and they're just being really weird. So. Anyway, I just thought that was hilarious. I had to Google it, and then I wrote him back and said, oh, now I know what it is. It's, it's pretty funny. But I said, are you being serious about the parenting advice? Like, what does this mean exactly? I didn't know if he was joking or what. And he wrote back, yes, I'm being serious. While it isn't really why I listen to it, it is something I appreciate from you. You might not notice it, but you throw out some good parenting advice in there, such as always playing games on their level, which applies more than just to trying to war game with them from episode 22-ish. I've done this with plain... I'm going to mess up this word. Uh, Carcassonne? I know it's a board game, but I, I never know how to pronounce it. Car Carcassonne? With my four-year-old, but listening to it makes me think about everything from playing with Paw Patrol to puzzles to sports. I love that you have your son on the podcast, and it shows how much you care. Well, secretly fucking hate that kid, but... At least for Child Protective Services purposes, at least it looks like I care. So that's good. I'm glad that's the image I'm trying to... I'm kidding. Um, 
I, uh, and, okay. I love that you have your son on the podcast and it shows how much you care. And you reminded me not to put my kid in the dryer. <laughs> Always good advice. I don't, I think I was talking to Cronet on that segment. This was probably two years ago. And we, it, somehow it came up to not put your children in the dryer. And I don't remember how that came up, but it's just one of those things that we sometimes arrive at. Um, the podcast is great. Now, here's the, here's the real thing I wanted to get at, because this is me tooting my own horn. But finally, somebody has outrightly told me exactly something that lines up with the direction I always wanted to go with the podcast, period. And that is... The podcast is great because I love 40k and you barely talk about rules or tactics or any of that, anything of that nature. F that stuff. You randomly go on tangents and often land on dildos. My phone autocorrects my words to dildo more often than it should. <laughs> it's great when you aren't paying attention and you text your mom dildo. The randomness of the podcast even keeps it relevant. Listening to old episodes isn't stale since it isn't based off the meta. Thank you, Jesus. Or I should say, thank you, Jenkins. Because that is exactly the point. I've said it many times, but the point is, I try to be pretty timeless so that you can listen to it, you know, two years from now or whatever. And it's still relevant. It's still hobby related or even strategy related or whatever, but it's not like... Oh, this is the this is the new codex that just came out, and this this artifact does this, and blah blah blah. I listen. I oh no, I should say I try to listen to other podcasts, and they're all so damn topical that I don't give a shit what your review of the Caradron Overlord's first codex was. I'm not gonna listen to that because I don't I don't give a shit. I barely give a shit when it's brand new and you come out with a podcast episode like that. So anyway, look. It's my birthday. I get a chance to toot my own horn. Leroy has been super nice to me. I appreciate his support on Patreon. And just writing back and forth seems like a really nice guy. So there's two or three takeaways from this. Number one, keep your kids out of the dryer because they will die. Number two, I appreciate Leroy's support in the show. And number three, thank you for saying exactly what I have been trying to get across for two straight years of this podcast. And um, I can only think of like one time we did the Blackstone Fortress review. And just because I didn't think they were going to keep expanding that. So I figured that was going to be like a one time thing. And I mean, they, they've got little expansions for it, but it's not like they've redone the whole game. And uh, so that's even that is fairly timeless because I doubt they're going to come out with Blackstone Fortress 2, you know, or second edition Blackstone Fortress. But anyway, I have rambled on long enough about this. Thank you very much, Leroy. I look forward to keep talking to you via pimpcron at gmail.com or they could also contact me at facebook.com slash pimpcron. Slide on into my DMs, people. Want that, or want that not? Now is the time of the show where we discuss a piece of thing that Games Workshop is selling. And uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It's called Want That, or Want That Not. And today we are discussing the Command Edition Battlefield Expansion set for 9th Edition 40k. And what does this include? Well, I will tell you if you would shut the fuck up for just a minute. Thank you. 
excuse me. Thank you. 12 push-fit scenery pieces, cast in plastic, oh, that is fancy, including ruins, fuel pipes, plus a massive thermo-exchanger shrine. This set has been designed to be compatible with existing scenery kits, making adding it to your wider collection simple. It also includes a fucking random 22.4-inch times 30-inch foldable double-sided gaming board, Built to be perfect for games of 40k, one side depicts an industrial zone, while the other is wasteland, giving you thematic diversity in which to choose your battle. Okay, that's how they describe it. How I would describe it is that you get a random-sized mat, which I hate the new dimensions of the minimum-sized board for 40k. I do not like it at all, but whatever. And uh, I think it has it's based off of the Kill Team's boards, I think. But even that is pretty random. I don't know why it's exactly those dimensions, but whatever. So you, you come with a like a cardboard bottom, a mat. I don't want, really want to call it a mat because it's not a rubberized mouse pad material mat. Like Game Mat EU or um, one of the others. Anyway, um, this is it, one of the cardboard ones just like the Kill Team's board. And essentially what you get is you get a bunch of pipes, which is like, okay. And then you get two corners of buildings that are only one story tall. And I'm like, eh, okay. And then you get a thermo exchanger shrine. Whoa. No, it really is like, okay. <laughs> I, can't <laughs> I can't really say anything else besides okay, to this whole set. There's nothing interesting in here, and I don't like the whole cardboard mat thing. I don't like that at all. I don't like the random size of the cardboard mat being 22.4 inches. That's fucking weird. And what's 40% of 12 inches anyway? Anyway, uh, I just don't think that this is worth it. If this was four corners of buildings and they just skipped all this plumbing bullshit then i'd be like huh four corners of buildings okay like that seems like that's something and if you throw the mat in yeah whatever the problem is is it has two little pieces of building that don't even halfway cover a model like from the ground up two little pieces of that three pieces of pipe and then two smaller pieces of pipe and all of that could completely be done away with. It's totally pointless. It serves no purpose. And then you get two one corners of buildings and the, the heat exchanger. And all of this for the low, low price of $90. I got to tell you this. For like $140 from G Game at EU, you can essentially get about two-thirds of a 6 by 4 table full of pre-painted terrain and this I have to tell you right now if I was going to make a semi-decent terrained board with this set at $90 a 6x4 board I would expect about five of these sets to be used five whereas the game at EU terrain that's pre-painted and all that is one of their sets is like $140 versus this is 90 but this has to be assembled and painted and that 
doesn't. It's already pre-painted. And their $140 is about two-thirds of a 6x4 table. It's a really good amount for a 4x4. It's a little sparse for a 6x4, but if you bought two sets of those, you'd have a fairly dense 6x4. So it's kind of like, you know, a little bit in the middle there. I think they did pretty well with making it, like, they kind of meet in the middle. So I would say that for $90 or potentially $450 for a full table, this is 100% not worth it. I don't think this is interesting. I think the train is very, very dull. I feel like they could have taken all those little giblet bullshit in this set and melted that down and made another corner or two of buildings and had some actual usable terrain. So, that is essentially what I think. I think it is a want that not 100%. And by and large, I am not a fan of their terrain sets because of the price. The amount of stuff that you get for them for the price is not worth it. And then they throw in this cardboard mat that is such a random damn size. You would need two of these to even do anything. In order to make this a uh, four foot by... would be a four foot by five foot mat or whatever. Then you would have to have two sets of these anyway. So I 100% do not like it. They can kiss my, my butthole. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pimp Cron. On this edition of Real Talk with the Pimp Cron, we are going to be discussing how I don't just love this hobby. I need this hobby. And it goes for several different layers. It is I, the Pimp Cron, as at this point in the podcast, you may assume. I don't know. But I'm edging ever so slightly towards the end of my very busy season. I'm not quite there yet. It's still August, but um, something kind of hits me every once in a while where I kind of realize how much this hobby means to me. And in real life, when I'm not busy making children, because I have four of those things. They just keep falling out of my wife. I don't know what's going on. We're going we're gonna to put a stop to it. We're going to figure it out. We've got our best guys on the science. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, when I'm not making children or raising children, I actually run a family business. Now, a business. It's none of your business, but it is my business. Anyway, I run a family business. I wouldn't tell you what it is because it's a completely irrelevant. So I'm going to make something up. Okay. My family owns a store where we do unique spa treatments for our customers that the establishment does not want you to know about. We specialize in homeopathic remedies using everyday items in our boardwalk shop. What is with me today? Boardwalk shop in ocean city. We are very busy in the summer and have more free time in the winter as things slow down. I love winter. I got to tell you, I love winter. Everyone's like, oh, the beach. Oh, I love the beach, dude. If you live in a tourist town and you have a heavily seasonal business, then you learn to love the off season because there's no tourism. There's no people down. Your town is like a ghost town. It's just amazing. And I don't even like the cold, but I love the winter. I got to tell you. 
it would take me like a full another episode just to explain all the different ways that I love the off season. But anyway, while many of our customers are nice people, it only takes a handful of jerks to really crank up the stress. Couple that with constant employee issues, and I end up being a good candidate for a stomach ulcer. In a typical day at my imaginary shop, these things happen to give me a burning feeling in my stomach. And I'm not even exaggerating, I'm not joking. The stress involved with my everyday job is it puts weight on my chest, my chest gets tight. These people just piss me off left and right. Employees are constantly calling out. They're constantly late. They're constantly not doing their job. It's just bullshit. The whole thing is, okay? Obviously, the situations are silly that I'm trying to discuss here, but the underlying theme is real. An employee, being negligent, mistakenly puts crushed up Cool Ranch Doritos on a customer's boil. I have told them time and time again that you put crushed up nacho cheese Doritos on a boil... Not Cool Ranch, you idiot. Cool Ranch makes a boil worse. Now the customer's mad, and I have to fix it for free. Do you understand? This is stuff I deal with every day in my fictional store. Another customer doesn't know why they're talking what they're talking about and complains for no reason. Ow, you got french fry grease in my eye. It burns. Damn it, that's what you paid for. Your receipt clearly says cataract treatment. This is how you treat cataracts. French fry grease. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> or they try to tell you how to do your job, right? Well, I read online that soaking your hand in sheep urine cures dry skin. Or, so you're suddenly an authority all because you read some ridiculous article on some woo-woo site. Well, I'm here to tell you something. I've been in this business for more than 10 years and suddenly I'm wrong for soaking your hand in cat urine. Well, I guess I can cancel my weekly shipment of cat urine now. You obviously know more than I do. So last week, I was at my local hobby shop, playing a game of 40k with my friends. We laugh, and we joke, and we have a good time. I have made many friends in this hobby, and nearly everyone I have met is just a good person at their core. I was in the middle of a game, completely immersed in it, and having fun. It was then that a tiny thought crept back into my head. Oh, don't forget to call the supplier about the delivery of powdered vomit. It was that crack in the dam that suddenly caused a crashing wave of stress and thoughts to come back. You have two interviews tomorrow for new employees. I have to do payroll tomorrow. I'm almost out of shredded dirt. I need to research a way to cure warts with ketchup. It suddenly became very apparent that all these ideas and stressful thoughts have been in the back of my mind all along, but my immersion in the game and spending time with my friends had let me escape. I felt tension in my chest. And suddenly I was super stressed and part of me wanted to quit playing and go home and work on some of that stuff. Just be done with it so that I could get back to work. But just as that came clear, or became clear, it became equally clear that I desperately needed this fun time away from my work for my own mental health. So I took a deep breath or two and pushed that stuff behind me again so that I could enjoy the game and within a few minutes... I was enjoying myself again, knowing that all of that crap will be waiting for me later, but not right now. Not while I'm having friends with my f fun with my friends, and not while I'm enjoying this game of Warhammer. This isn't just a game. This isn't just a hobby. It is a literal therapy and relaxation for me. I'm sure it is probably with a lot of you as well. 
And while you might not have to worry about running out of your stock of salted fish eyes like I do, you have plenty of stress in your life too. Work, family, and life in general is quite stressful for all of us. We need that escape. So for the first time ever, I have some homework for you. Number one, leave your stress at work as much as you can and when needed, immerse yourself in the hobby to give you just a couple hours of respite. We all need this quite badly. It's good for health and good for your mind. Stress kills people. That's a pretty proven thing scientifically that studies show that stress kills. And I got to tell you, I can feel physical effects of the stress in my body when I start getting pissed off about something. And it increases all your different chances for diseases and it shortens your lifespan and all that stuff. You need to cut out the stress. Luckily, we have a hobby that will do that. Number two for homework. The next time you want to tear someone down for their opinion of something hobby-related or their subpar paint job or the way they enjoy playing a game or any of this other bullshit, stop and think. We are all stressed, especially this year has been pretty shitty. (laughs) I mean, come on, right? It's like what's happening next every single day. We are all stressed. We all have difficulty in our life, and we're all in this together. The person who slops paint onto their models might be enjoying themselves just as much as you with your fucking 27 different layers of directional light shading. You understand? If someone likes Ninth Age over Age of Sigmar, or Infinity over 40k, or Heroclix over Necromunda, just let them enjoy something that they enjoy and give them a moment of freedom away from life's hardships. I have just transcended. I am now the Buddha Pimpcron. So, you can rub my belly when you see me for good luck. But the point is, it's 100% true. I will come home from a long day of work, and if I just sit down and I paint a couple models or something like that, it, it completely helps me relieve stress. I focus on something other than my work, and it's really great. I mean, it's... And if you're not, maybe painting's not your thing, read some lore, watch a battle report, do something to get yourself away from this stress. And it's funny because Just James and I work together, and Just James and I, Just James is my right-hand man. Like, I couldn't do everything without Just James. He's, he's an amazing friend, he's an even more amazing employee, I gotta tell you. And we've been friends for almost our entire life now. So the point is, is that we will be, you know, in our 12th hour of work or whatever stupid shit for the day, and him and I, to pass the time as we're working, will go, hey, if you had to get rid of any army for Warhammer, what's the first army you'd get rid of? We were talking about that the other day. Or we'll say, hey, what's your favorite paint job for any of your armies that you have? What's your least favorite paint job? What's your favorite paint job of my armies? Is there any of them that really strike you? Who do you think would win in a fist fight? You know, Lilith or Gilliman? Or what? just whatever. We talk about Warhammer as a stress reliever. And it, it does wonders because he's stressed out. I'm stressed out. We're both tired and... It's just, I I really don't mean for this to sound like it's a downer, because I try to keep real life, my real life out of the podcast, because um, especially this time of year, I am prone to complaining because I am more than slightly miserable a lot of the time. But I, uh, 
I do really, really enjoy this hobby for all the reasons I've already stated, all the friends I've made, for all the maids, uh, friends I've made through Shorehammer, through the hobby, through the creative process, through just the coolness of the models, through the strategy of the game, and I don't honestly know of any other sort of game besides Wargaming that I could get as much enjoyment out of. I mean, I like Magic. Magic's a fine game, and I've got a bunch of casual decks, but you can't really spend the same amount of time with magic that you do Warhammer because you're not making the cards, you're not painting the cards, you're not... I mean, sure, you can sort cards, but that seems really boring. Um, but it just... There's even Heroclix. Heroclix is even less. What what the hell do you do with a Heroclix? I guess make a list? <laughs> like, that's not much. I guess you also got to sort cards there, too, because they all come with stat cards. But... I just want you to take a moment and appreciate the hobby that we have and appreciate the positive effects it hopefully has on you and it can really help you through tough times. It can really help you get your mind off bad things, whether it's personal problems or career problems or economic problems or whatever. Um, I think it's a really great thing and I'm happy to have it. I'm happy to have you guys. I'm happy to make all the friends I've made. And if anything, I feel like this hobby has really restored some of my faith in humanity because I've done a lot of like online buying and selling and things like that. And I don't think I've ever been screwed by a gamer like, you know, not paying up or not or not shipping the item or whatever. Actually, I thought I was getting screwed one time when I shipped a model out to it was a eastern european country i don't rem remember what it was but and uh the guy said that he never got it and i was like okay you didn't get your package huh so you want a full refund whatever buddy and i gave him the refund but i was i was kind of pissed because i thought yeah you definitely got the model you're just claiming you didn't and lo and behold it was like months later i don't know how many months later but maybe two months, three months, four months later, several months later, I get a beat up package in the mail, beat all to shit, smashed in one corner and, and all of that. Like he got caught in something. And lo and behold, that was the model that I refunded him the money for. And it was eventually returned to me, but the whole side of it was smashed. Like it had been, um, luckily it was a, a metal model in there. So I wasn't too concerned with it breaking, but it, got, I guess, stuck in some sort of machine, and it never was delivered to his residence, so he actually, despite having thought that he was just screwing me out of the model and the money, uh, he really never did get that model, <laughs> so uh, I don't remember why it didn't go to him, though. Maybe, the, maybe his address got damaged when it was damaged, I don't really remember, but the point is, we've got a pretty cool community, we've got a pretty cool hobby, and uh, just appreciate it. It's that time again where I would like to thank all of my beautiful, sexy, admirable, generous, wealthy, other adjectives, Patreon patrons. And I would like to start with our cute little gold trim scarab, Brendan. Thank you, Brendan, for supporting the show. Then we have Nate, Mandy, and LT as our funky warriors. Once again, your support is greatly appreciated. Then we have Shade, Edward, 
Drax and Andrew as our badass cryptex keeping control of the field. Drax is our brand new Patreon patron. Finally, we have the mother flippin' lord himself, Mike, is a supporter of this show and is the leader of the Pimpcron Dynasty. I greatly appreciate all of your support.